0: Stop complaining for one week straight and see what changes in your life. Like complaining is a habit and I call it a crap magnet. So when you complain, you're attracting crap to you. And it attracts, I call a shitstorm. <laughs> so you're complaining, you're complaining, you're complaining, you're sending out that energy into the universe. You attract more people to complain to and more things to complain about. And then you keep perpetuating that cycle and it brings drama into your life so that you can keep complaining about it. So just try for one week, just stop complaining. Like get yourself to stop complaining. Every time you notice yourself complaining, shift to gratitude and go, what's one thing I'm grateful for?
1: With no limitations, what does your perfect day look like what if it's possible to live like that every day would you wake up after 9am have perfect health maybe fire your boss
0: have the money and freedom to do what you love most the world is your oyster where would you be who would you be with the possibilities are endless whether you believe it's possible for you or not you can make more, work less, and live free. Welcome to Freedom Hack Radio, where entrepreneur, best-selling author, world traveler and adventurer, Bryce Robertson, and special guests crack the code on money, health, relationships, spirituality, and having fun doing what you love most. Be inspired to create your own self-designed freedom lifestyle.
1: G'day and welcome to another episode of Freedom Hack Radio, where you learn to work less, make more, and live free. Guys, tools, tactics, and strategies are only 20% of what we need to achieve success. And unfortunately, that's where most people spend their time getting educated. Although we need the tools, tactics, and strategies, mindset makes up for about 80% of what we need to succeed. So before we go gung ho on attaining freedom in all areas of our life, we first need to get our head right, which is why I'm super excited to have on the show today, Dr. Amanda Barrientes, uh, our no fucking around mindset coach. Dr. Amanda Barrientes is an NFA, which stands for No Fucking Around Coach, who helps entrepreneurs build thriving businesses. What makes Amanda unique is how she coaches from coupling her social sciences, training, her, uh, training with her real-life experiences of overcoming big challenges. After an affair, getting divorced, then having her next relationship fall apart, Amanda was living in survival mode on food stamps, trying to work her way through grad school as a single mama. In a breakdown moment, she knew she had to change. After accessing free knowledge on podcasts and YouTube and then doing whatever it took to pay for high-level coaching, Amanda implemented what she was learning to transform her self-doubt, relationship struggles, and financial reality. Today, she is exponentially growing her high-impact coaching business that helps entrepreneurs master their mindset, overcome their money blocks, and optimize their habits so they can own their inner boss and 10x their business. Bam! Welcome to the show, Amanda.
0: Thank you so much. Psyched to be here, Bryce.
1: (laughs) Awesome. So, Amanda, first off, what's given you most gratitude today?
0: (sighs) Ah... I have been so loving the inward time of working from home all the time. I usually, my business is online, so I'm home a lot, but my kids are all home right now, which is very unusual. So I am really excited to have my family dinner tonight and just keep that momentum going with the connection of my family because usually they're all out running around and running about and it's nice to have the forced time with family. (laughs)
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Glad to hear there, mate. So you, you, you had some challenges, right? In your life and you made a massive shift. Do you want to talk about like when you realized you had to make a massive shift and what that was like for you?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So for me, it really started with, uh, I would say in my childhood I didn't have very great relationship models, um, lots of conflict and not a lot of communication. And so I got married really young. I got pregnant in college at 20 and decided to drop out. We ended up having three kids, and so I had done two years of school and then I dropped out. And then we had a lot of financial struggles. My ex-husband was an entrepreneur and he he was really really brilliant at the work he was doing, but he wasn't so great at the business end of things, (laughs) and so I was tried to help. And it was a lot of challenge. I ended up going back to school to finish my undergraduate degree. And I ended up really exploring new thoughts and new ideas and stepping out after being at home for 10 years with the kids. And I was like, oh, wow, my relationship isn't working. I blew it up in a really... You know, in a way that I would never make the same decision now, but I learned a lot. So I had an affair. I left my relationship and then my next relationship was falling apart. And there was really this one night I was laying on the floor crying. And I, you know, I was just laying there thinking like certain parts of my life are working. Like I was in graduate school on my way to get my PhD. My kids and I are super, super close, but my relationship world was a total mess and my financial world was a mess. And I was—I didn't know where I was going to live. I was worried I was going to be homeless. My ex-husband lost his job, so I had no child support coming in. And then my relationship, my new relationship, wasn't working. So he had just moved out, and I was like, "Oh, I—this is not the reality I want." And in that, in that moment, these words didn't exactly come to me in this way, but the words that came into my mind were. I am the common denominator of these problems. I got to shift myself. Something is off. And so I really made a commitment to do whatever it took to shift in a new direction. And that led me to podcasts because, you know, I was on food stamps. I was in grad school. I didn't at the time foresee or see a way to get money for coaching. So I started listening to podcasts every second I possibly could. Like washing dishes, driving my kids to school, you know, riding my bike to classes in between walking to teach classes, I would have a 10 minute walk and I'd listen to podcasts. I mean, I was just devouring everything I possibly could and it started to work. And I started to realize that money is a skill, relationships are a skill that I just hadn't learned in my life. And so I started implementing and then everything in my world massively started to shift. And I realized that I wanted to, instead of going into the academic world and become a professor, I wanted the freedom and the flexibility of being a coach because I still got to teach and do the things that I love, but I got to have way more impact and way more income being a coach over an academic professor. So that was the-
1: And at what point did you uh, realize that? So like you started listening to podcasts, like when you started listening to podcasts, did you have any idea of what what direction you were heading in or was it more just like, I just know I need to make a massive shift and I'm just open to all possibilities?
0: I I actually started by listening to relationship podcasts, and I just typed in like you know relationship podcasts, and I started finding them, and I started doing what they were saying, and I was like, oh wow, this is powerful stuff. And then every podcast that I found was a coach, and I went, I had never really thought about coaching as a professional option, and so I thought, interesting, like I like these coaches, and I remember vividly one day I was on a run with my. She was my best friend in grad school and we would run every week together in the mountains and we were running and I said, I think I want to be a coach. (laughs) And so it was a really fun moment where I realized like, oh, this is the trajectory I'm on now. And so I initially thought I was going to be a relationship coach. And so I started doing workshops in that world first. Okay. Does that answer your question?
1: Yeah, totally. Did you think you were kind of divinely guided in the direction of being a coach?
0: Yes. Absolutely. I mean, I, I can't imagine a better job for me, a better career path, a better business. Like I I wake up every day going, I was born to do this and, and really help people shift their mindsets. I mean, I was really in a place of victim minded thinking and fear and self doubt and imposter syndrome and all those things that we get stuck in when we step into new parts of ourselves. Um, you know, from the outside, people thought that I was doing really well because I was always able to survive and overcome. And, you know, I have like a pretty intense history in my childhood and, uh, different things like that. And so people would always see me as this really powerful person, but inside I didn't feel that way. So, you know, I'd be in a grad school class and and to, raise my hand to answer a question, I would like start sweating and turn red and my heart would be beating so hard that I'd feel like other people could see my heart beating. (laughs) So I was really struggling with a lot of self-confidence stuff comparing myself negatively to other people. And it's something that I've realized now. All of these things that I've experienced in my life have been one big, huge gift to help me be a really impactful coach because it's the things that I can help people walk through because I've been there, done that, and now I can help them overcome. And I love working with entrepreneurs because that mindset is like, I am driven to create something that's meaningful to me That has a purpose. And that I can also have an unlimited uh, cap on the income I can make. But it all starts with your mind. And if you don't feel confident in that way, and you don't think you can do it, you're going to have some serious challenges along the way, because your thoughts create your reality. So if your thoughts are that I, I'm not capable, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I am i don't know what to do, then you're going to have a really hard time and you're going to have to put in a lot, a lot of work. Like you said, you know, 20% is tools, tactics and strategy. But if that 80% of your mind is out of alignment, you're not going to be able to get there very fast and it's going to be a lot, a lot of hard work.
1: Absolutely. And uh, so like at what so you, you realized that you had these things about you in the past, like, um, y- you, uh, didn't have the confidence and you were a victim and things like that. Like, did you realize that when you're in the moment where you were like crying on the floor or like, did you realize that once you went through a process later on, like, where did that like moment for you kick in where you actually just like, Oh, wow. Like I get it.
0: You know, I would say it was an unfolding a little bit over time. It was that moment that, that I tell people that the power there's a huge, huge power in making a decision because in that moment, you really commit to something new. So in that moment that I was on the floor crying and I made the decision to shift in a new direction, that was a very powerful moment. But then the epiphanies that I had about, oh, I've been shaping my reality through my victim-minded thinking and I've been blaming everyone else for my, where I'm at. That happened over time as I learned more and more and more about coaching, really. Um, you know, I grew up as a fundamentalist Christian. So there's a lot of black and white thinking that gets embedded in your belief system. It's like, you know the answer. It's right or wrong. You don't have a lot of creative thinking in that way. It's, it's all there for you already. And then when I stepped into PhD to be a sociologist... Sociology talks a lot about the macro system of oppression. And so there was this idea that like, oh, I'm a brown woman, I'm a single mom, I, you know, I'm a first gen college student, my grandfather was an indentured servant. I'm not going to be able to break through all those ceilings because of my societal position. And so I had a lot of beliefs around I'm stuck and I can't get anywhere. And so it happened over time, I would say that I, you know, I started hanging out with different people, I started reading different books, I started working intensely on my mindset around money, and my belief that money was the root of all evil, and that, you know, uh, it would be wrong of me to be wealthy. And I just had a lot of limiting beliefs in those areas. And the interesting thing is that the more people I've worked with, Uh, The more that I recognize that we all have a lot of self-doubt in certain areas. And that at every evolution of yourself, you actually bump up against the next version of self-doubt. And so it doesn't matter if you're making $5 an hour or $10 million an hour. We have those blocks that there are strategies to work through. Uh, So it took me some time to to learn that. It wasn't like an overnight, like, aha, and now everything's different, but the decision to be different is what changed everything.
1: Okay. So what were some of the things that you did to improve those areas? Let's go back to your financial mindset or your money mindset. Like you had like negative programming, I take it. Like yeah. what? how long did it take and what was the process like for you to shift that?
0: Um, so I uh, people know me really well for going from food stamps to building my business to six figures in under three years. So it was a three-year process, I would say. Um, to start really shifting out of that place of real survival mode, victim minded poverty consciousness, to working through some of those beliefs and going, Oh, I can break through the six figure mark. And now, you know, three years ago, it would have never in my mind, I would have thought, Oh, I can easily have a million dollar plus a year business. Now I'm like, Oh, yeah, that's inevitable. That's I'm on my way there already. And so it's it took about three years. And what I started, the the first thing for me was recognizing that that was possible. So shifting my belief system around that that was possible, shifting my beliefs, my unconscious beliefs. So 95% of what we do is based on our unconscious belief systems. So if 95% of you believes that it's bad to be rich, but the 5% of you wants to be, you have what I call a competing commitment. So when you have a competing commitment, your unconscious belief system doesn't align with your conscious desires, and you're going to stay stuck. And so my work that I've learned is to help myself break through that barrier and help the people I work with. So some, a simple thing that I started to do was just to realize that, oh, I have these beliefs that are holding me back and I'm going to start to learn everything I possibly can about money. So I raised my value on wealth building and I put it as my very first highest priority. And I read everything I possibly could. I listened to all the podcasts. I started hanging out with wealthy people. I started a wealth mastermind group. I was like, okay, I got to change my energy around money and I want to start to hang out and shift in a new direction and it worked because what you focus on expands. So if you're focusing on this idea that you're poor and always going to be there, you're going to get more of that. But if you focus on I'm, I'm, I'm wealthy, I'm abundant, I'm capable, there's opportunities everywhere, you can shift in that direction.
1: And so you, it sounded like you made some changes in your environment. Like what kind of physical changes were there in your environment and then like even socially as well? Like what was it like before and then what was it like afterwards?
0: Yeah, um, definitely. I, I changed my friend groups for sure. I changed. I started spending a lot of time with people who were on the personal growth and development path. Um, I I spent a lot of time in my own personal growth and development. I practice meditation. Um, I started, you know, so at the time I lived in subsidized housing, uh, in Boulder, Colorado, it's pretty, it's a very high, you know, the average home price is around a million dollars. And so I was in grad school on food stamps. So I obviously wasn't living in a million dollar home. And so I, um, you know, I accessed everything I could, but I started to shift my thoughts around it. So I actually started a savings account. I call it a money magnet account. So I started saving at the time I was making $1,800 a month and my rent was $1,500 a month but I still put away 10% of my income every month, no matter what. And I just kept doing that and up-leveling it. So I started to change my habits. So first it's your, you've got to change your thoughts, which changes your habits, right? So you've got to change that being part of yourself and start to identify in a different way, which means when I am a person who's focused on wealth building, I'm going to make completely different decisions. I'm going to have different friend groups. I'm going to have a different environment. I'm going to hang out in wealthy spaces that make me feel abundant and not impoverished. And so, you know, those are some of the changes that I made along the way.
1: And so how did you handle changing friend groups? Did you completely like cut some people out of your life? Or you're like, well, they're still going to be in my life, but I'm going to limit the amount of time I'm spending with them. And like, did you go out searching for certain types of characters or people that you wanted to be around more? Like, what did that look like?
0: You know, it was somewhat of an organic process. It wasn't like one day I woke up all of a sudden, I was like, I need to cut off this person, this person, and this person. It was more like I just started spending more time with people who were going to workshops and who were interested in personal growth and development. And then I started networking with those people at networking events. And then I graduated. So those friends, friend, that friend group mostly fell away anyway. And there's a, a very different mindset around in the sociology world than there is in coaching world. And so, you know, a lot of those friends just fell away. Um, And so there, there wasn't like a a conscious direct conversation. It was more like, oh, my energy is getting more aligned in these areas. And I do think that sometimes people do have to decide to cut off certain relationships when you go, okay, this person brings a lot of negativity, and I don't want to align with that anymore. You might need to have a really direct conversation and go, this isn't working, and I've definitely had some of those. But for the most part, it was like I just started doing different things, and so you know, when you start to focus on some new direction, and all of your energy and time is spent there, the the uh, old stuff starts to fall away.
1: And so that one thing of like changing the types of people that you're hanging out, and the types of conversations you're having, um, or types of conversations you're not having. Um, how did that one thing like change? what it was like for your experience living? Like, was it a massive shift, that one thing? Like, what was that like?
0: Explain, tell me more what you mean. I'm missing, I don't, say it again. Like, or maybe ask him a different way.
1: Yeah, so 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 you were hanging around with people that probably didn't serve you um, back in the day. And then you started hanging out with these people who are in the self self development path, and even like listening to audio and podcasts, it's kind of like hanging out with new people. If you're listening to them all the time, like you're getting heavily influenced by it. How much did the influence of hanging around those different people with different conversations change how you felt?
0: I mean, it changed everything. Like I I feel like I'm not the same person even, (laughs) you know, I mean, like I, of course, I am the core of me is always the same, but I shifted my values so powerfully that I completely transformed the way I parent, the way I do relationships, the way I do friendships, the way I do my business, how I interact with money, which changes my decisions on where I hang out, you know, so it's like those that decision to become a master of myself automatically cut off so many things, you know. So the word decide means to cut off. It, the Latin root of the word actually means to cut off. So when you make a decision in a direction, you're cutting off anything that doesn't align anymore. And so when you're really powerfully stepping into your value system that way, and you're you're congruent with your thoughts, your decisions, and your actions, everything that doesn't align falls away and you it's just a really powerful process it's I've had people ask me before you know like wow like you are really you've really shifted and changed and I can see that and you know it's like I go make a commitment to yourself to step into your zone of genius align with your highest values and take action every single day and and dedicate yourself to mindset training you know, everything I do is mindset training, because it's all of those beliefs that are the initiation of, you know, a belief is just a thought you keep having. So if you keep having the thought that you're not good enough, you can't get there, other people are better than you. uh, I'm not capable of having the lifestyle freedom I want, then that's what you're going to keep getting. But when you go, absolutely, I'm going to get there, my success is inevitable, you you take a totally you make very different decisions along the way.
1: That's awesome. Um, Did you feel like you how like the universe tested you once you made your mind that you wanted to go down a certain path. Because like, I remember, um, in the beginning, for me, when I was starting my entrepreneurial path, I was trying to do everything at once, you know, I was trying to do like stock market and real estate and own my own business. And then I said, all right, I'm just going to do mobile home parks. And like, that's it laser focus. And then as soon as I chose that, it's like all of these other opportunities came like multifamily apartment deals and like other business opportunities. And like, I had to just say no to it and i I feel like that was the universe testing me did you have a similar experience of the universe testing you to see if you really wanted what you wanted
0: yeah yeah mine came in a little bit of a different version but yeah it was and you know just like i'm super fully revealed with people and tell them all all my messy parts so for me it came in the form of relationships which is you know how i initiated my entry into coaching which is fascinating so the person that i had an affair like i remember i said i had an affair i Mm -hmm. left my 15 year marriage that person that I had an affair with, we we were partnered. And so we were together for a long time and we had these ups and downs. So when I was on the floor crying, he had moved out and then we moved back in and we had this constant back and forth. And the thing, you know, when you're asking who had to change in it and I say some things fell away. Well, in the last year, he knew that he had an affair and and I discovered that he had an affair. So it was like this constant testing And before I had found that out, I was, I was starting to doubt whether I was starting to notice the struggles in our relationship. And, and I was on this trajectory of personal growth and development. And he was, you know, we had met seven years before. So I'm like, changed a lot in the last seven years, but I kept hanging on to that old idea of like, Oh, but I want a relationship in this way and that way. And I couldn't seem to let it go. And so it was, the universe helped me out, and it, you know it seemed like a test, but it's this helping out of getting more aligned. But when I was discovering that, I almost had this moment of going like, maybe I need to put my business and my wealth building on the back burner because of the these conflicts. When on the other side of it, I see, oh, actually there was misalignment in the directions that we wanted to go, and it needed to be let go of. So I I totally think that people get those. It's like a, it, it, I think about it like a video game. Like when you're at the last level of the video game, it always, you know, it accelerates the challenge level. And at the end, it's like the hardest stuff gets thrown at you. And it's like, do you really want to make it to that next level? And so I, I think, yeah, what you're talking about is so true. And you get to really decide, do I want to focus on the one thing? Do I really, really want that? And and it's up for it's up to you to decide. But I think it's where a lot of people fail and give up.
1: i've never actually heard that analogy before i like that um i have most definitely had that experience in my life where like stuff shows up and it's like really i gotta deal with this crap right now like are you kidding me (laughs) and then um it seems like oh my god this is like too much to deal with and then every single time i'm on the precipice of like something awesome that's gonna happen and then i break through the challenges the universe tests me and then on the other side it's absolutely glorious and um, I've found that like every time when challenges get thrown at me, so now when big challenges get thrown at me, I kind of think like, awesome! I'm like, what's what's the exciting thing that's going to happen? Yeah, now?
0: that's awesome. I love that. So you know what? You know why that is? So it's actually like growth is an evolutionary upward spiral. So it's not this straight line path that we think, but it's a spiral, and so we're expanding into new levels of ourselves every, and at every part of the up the top part of the spiral, we, we get our inner critic. So I think of like our brain as inner critic and inner boss is how I like to think of it. So it's inner critic is like monkey brain, survival mode, fear-based, survival-based. It's supposed to keep you safe. Your inner boss is the one who steps into your zone of genius and really can break through the inner critic ceiling. And that's exactly what happens when we have that evolutionary growth pattern. When we get to the top, there's, there's, we get a little bit scared And so we get this set thermostat of growth unless we become really conscious of it. And then we go like, exactly like you're saying, we go, ooh, what's on the other side of this big challenge? Whereas a lot of people, that's when they fold, that's when they cave, that's when they see it as, you know, quote unquote failure and they give up instead of you going, ooh, what's the next bigger version that I get to expand into of myself and break through that inner critic ceiling and evolve to the next level of my, you know, however you want to label it, like evolutionary consciousness or expansion
1: and so what's some basic like to expand on that what's some basic practices we can do or what what things do we need to focus on or expand in so that we can become more of our inner boss
0: there i have all kinds of good stuff so so there's um i i i love giving practice practical, actionable strategies. So first thing that's really, really, really important is to get conscious of your patterns. So you'll notice when you look at your history, you'll notice a pattern of self-sabotage. So like those exact things you're saying, like, you know, if you're not conscious of it, people will have a set thermostat. And it's like, let's say you're trying to break through a, a certain number barrier in your income. And you every time you get to that level, you start to You hit a wall and you self sabotage, and something happens. I've seen it happen with people with multi million dollar year businesses where every time they get to that amount, they will, they'll hire someone who will end up stealing money from them. They'll hire someone who ends up costing a lot of money for some reason. And they, they drop back down and it could show up that way. It could show up in as an illness. It, so anytime you're out of alignment, you're going to have some challenges coming from the universe to help you wake up, to get back in alignment. So the first thing is consciousness. I have everybody I work with do journaling and really start to dig deep into themselves, journaling, meditating, visualization, uh, mindset training. So, How how
1: often are you doing that? Like when you're saying journaling, is is this something you're doing like at a certain times each day or just like when certain things come in your mind?
0: Um, I, you know, so being a habits mindset and habits coach, I always have people set up habits that are consistent. So it's funny because a lot of people are really resistant to journaling when they start. They're like, that is just silly or I don't want to take the time. And I get people, I go start three days a week. Just start three days a week in the morning, start it as a morning routine and start with five minutes. You know, I have like a journal template that's free on my website if people wanna check it out. Like simple, whenever you're starting a new habit, you wanna make sure that it's a very simple thing to implement and you don't overdo it because then you're not gonna create the habit. And so five minutes a day and it's consciousness raising. So remember I said 95% of what we do is unconscious. So if you're not getting the results you want, it's because somewhere you have an unconscious belief That is keeping you held back from getting where you want to go. So your job is to become as conscious as you possibly can. And the fastest ways I know to do that are to start doing mindset training work to get more mindful and to start really analyzing yourself from a curious standpoint, not a judgmental standpoint where you're going like, I'm beating yourself up because your inner critic already does that all the time. You want to start lifting yourself up and getting curious, like what's the belief behind that? You know, like, why would I get to that level and then sabotage? And you want to start reading everything you can. You want to start doing mindset training. I have a 30 day mindset course that it, it has like 30 strategies that are 10 minute strategies to help you overcome and break through. So things like that, I tell people like, it, it doesn't have to be mine. Mindset training is critical to you getting where you want to go. And it has to be mindset training, not this like rah, rah, like, you know, talk yourself into something. It's like, get to the core of your belief system and uncover your unconscious beliefs that are holding you back because then you can shift really quickly. It's not your systems and your tools that you're missing. It's your belief system being out of alignment.
1: And you have to believe it like one thousand percent too. It's not like, you know, positive thinking and yeah. like, you know, like, you know, I'm I'm really positive today. It's like, no, because if there's that one little bit of doubt, like you said before, that's where self-sabotage shows up. Um I want to talk on that a little bit more, too. So you were talking before about like self sabotage and how someone may be trying to break through maybe like a million dollar annual revenue, and then they hire somebody and then they steal money and then or maybe like an illness shows up. And for if you don't like really think about it, you would think, how is that related to like my mindset? Like that dude stole money that had nothing to do with me or like uh-huh. you know like the illness showed up. that. Has nothing to do with me i think that's like a challenging thing for people to actually look at their lives look at every single circumstance in it, good and bad and like freaking own everything like every single thing that shows up like do you believe that uh everything that shows up in our life has been manifested from us
0: absolutely 100 (laughs) and and i and you are so right bryce like most people do not want to hear that because here's the thing it's ultimate freedom when you stop blaming other people, but it's also ultimate responsibility when you stop blaming other people. So it's a scary paradox because you're like, okay, if I don't like what I'm getting in my world, it's on me. Crap. I'd way rather blame you for it. I'd way, way rather blame that person who just stole all my money. But when you take the ultimate responsibility standpoint, you realize that through the law of attraction, which is really the law of vibration underneath it, you're attracting everything to you for lessons to grow. So if you attracted the person to steal the money from you, you're learning something about money. You're learning something about self-worth. You're learning something about communication. You're learning something about how to hire the right people. Like you're learning a lot of lessons in that one hire of someone sabotage If from your perception, you thinking they sabotage you. It's you sabotaging yourself to wake up to the lessons so that you can grow. So I a hundred percent believe that. I mean, and it's, it's a hard conversation because it, I used to blame everyone else. I used to want to blame everyone else for my reality. Like, why was I born into this family? Why did I have to be a Christian, a Christian? Why, 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 why? And until I really thought like, oh, I chose this and I'm creating my reality. So I always tell people your outer world is a reflection of your inner world. So if you don't like what you're getting, look within. And everything that's coming to you is helping you grow. So what are the lessons you're learning from the perceived failures or the perceived challenges that you're getting? What are the lessons you can learn so that you can take it to the next level instead of staying stuck on that level? You know, again, if you think of it like, a game, you're going to stay stuck on that level until you learn the lesson.
1: And so, and that's, that's really good advice, by the way. And uh, I, you know, I understand it. I get it. I can own it. And even sometimes, like, I find myself going, hey, man, you didn't own that thing. And then I, like, look back and I'm like, okay, it's my. I'm going to step back into my responsibility and, like, own it. But um, in the beginning, it was hard for me to wrap my head around that. Like, one of the, one of the things was uh, I used to get sick every year. Because in the household i grew up in i mean we got sick every year why because that's what happens like ever since i was a kid like i didn't even question it well it's a flu going around it's not me it's the it's the flu going around so every year i got sick and then i met my wife and she's just like what are you sick for and i i thought how incompassionate. Uh and uh and she's like yeah what are you getting sick for and i'm like what do you mean i get sick every year it's like we get sick every year she's like i don't yeah, yeah okay. well then maybe there's something different about you and then and the next year it would happen and i'll get sick again and then she'd be like like she, she was pissed off this time she's like stop getting sick like what's wrong with you and um <laughs> she actually turned it into like a thing and then I'm, and then i'm like okay i'm gonna try this on i'm gonna try having a mindset where um i actually believe that i'm not gonna get sick and that i'm gonna be just fine and then i didn't get sick And then like that's happened ever since. And that was like eight years ago or something like that. So it took me a bit to actually believe it. But how would you explain to our listeners like to wrap their head around the concept of actually understanding that they have the responsibility? Like, I mean, it's it's a pretty big thing to take on and it's a pretty big thing to shift in our mindset. Like, how do we even wrap our head around that and, and start to begin to own that in an acceptable way?
0: That's such a great question. And I, and I think you're totally right. It's a, it's, it's the majority of people would rather blame someone else for their outcomes. Right. And I love the story you just shared. I think your wife sounds awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, you know, cause exactly you were buying into the belief that like, Oh, I've gotten sick every year. So I'm going to keep my body, just get sick every year. And that's just the way it is. Instead of going like, Oh wait, I'm going to challenge that belief system. So I think for people listening who are in that space of going like, seriously, this is like, Either BS or I don't want to believe that or really that's not it's kind of not fair. You know, I've heard a lot of different things when people, when you say to them you're, you know, you're responsible for your reality, they're like, they either fight it or they're like embrace it, you know. And so if you're fighting it a little bit, just start small. You know, start shifting one belief at a time and seeing what happens in your outer world. And let's just start with a really simple one, complaining. Stop complaining for one week straight and see what changes in your life. Like Complaining is a habit and I call it a crap magnet. So when you complain, you're attracting crap to you. And it attracts, I call it a shitstorm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you're complaining, you're complaining, you're complaining. You're sending out that energy into the universe. You attract more people to complain to and more things to complain about. And then you keep perpetuating that cycle and it brings drama into your life so that you can keep complaining about it. So just try for one week. Just stop complaining. Like get yourself to stop complaining. Every time you notice yourself complaining, shift to gratitude and go, what's one thing I'm grateful for? right? What list every time I have one complaint list, five, let's say five things you're grateful for and and write them down, do it for one week and see what happens in your life. And you'll start to feel things shift. And you're like, Whoa, what? And so I just started really small. And I started to see evidence of it being true. And I was like, this, 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 You cannot argue with this. And it's because it's universal laws. I don't care if you want to believe in gravity, gravity exists. I don't care if you want to believe in the law of attraction, it exists. (laughs) So if you want to tap into the power of magnetism, Start playing with the principles. Start playing with the quantum f- physics reality of our, the nature of our universe. And you will feel like you have a magic wand to create whatever you want. So just start small. Start with complaining, shifting it to gratitude, and watch what happens. And if you really want to try it out, do it for 30 days. You know, So try for a week just to start to develop and, and shift and see. If you do it for 30 days, you'll notice. You don't want to hang out with the same people. You don't want to watch the same TV shows. You don't, All of a sudden, you're like seeing things from a different perspective. You start attracting things differently to you. And then all of a sudden you're like, holy crap, that was actually pretty, it, it's not easy because it takes your mind first making the decision to move in a new direction, but it's a simple path.
1: That's a, that's great advice. So you're pretty much saying like, you know, don't even believe me, just like try one thing for a decent amount of time and then you be the judge. Like,
0: totally.
1: Yeah. 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 And, and I think if someone's being honest with themselves, you, you pretty much can't deny the reality that making these shifts like stopping complaining for a week it's gonna have a positive effect. Like, yeah. you have to, if you're if you're doing it properly and being real about it, I mean, we could sort of like cheat or whatever. Um, I actually I believe there's a book out there. I can't believe if the author is Emmett Fox, I may be wrong on that. Um, but it's called a seven day mental diet.
0: Really? And uh,
1: yeah, it's about like reading the book. And then you read the book. And it's like, hey, don't this is not just like a thing to jump into, you have to really mentally prepare yourself because to successfully do the seven-day mental diet, uh, the context is to not have like a negative like thought or complaint or like in, not not verbally, not in your head, like just like you are going on a diet for a week. And yeah, so. Yeah,
0: well, I love that. So I'm gonna check that out for sure. And I think something that people will notice just when they do that, let's say with if it's just about the complaining, notice when you're complaining about yourself. To yourself, because people might go, I don't complain that much about the outside world. How much are you feeding yourself toxic ideas about yourself? Start to get conscious, because that's you complaining to yourself about yourself, right? And it, it's like, would you talk to another person that way? So the inner dialogue that you have shapes your entire reality. Right. It's your, your feelings about yourself give you an indication about what you're thinking. So if you're feeling off, constantly use your feelings as a guide and notice I feel off. I must be beating myself up somewhere and go back. Like if you notice, like I feel kind of crappy. Like all of a sudden you get conscious of it. You go, I feel kind of crappy. What was the thought I was thinking five minutes ago? And then you'll get to it every time. And then you'll go, oh, shift that thought immediately. See how you feel. And you just keep up leveling your game. And you know now it's like, I can have huge things happen in my life and just be like, I shift. I can shift super quickly. And also I just don't have those things happen in my life anymore because I'm not a crap magnet. (laughs) You know, like I, my life is completely different than it used to be because I used to be so attracted to the drama and attracting the drama. Now I'm like, it just doesn't happen for me because I'm in a totally different way of thinking so i'm attracting positivity to me i'm attracting hanging out with awesome people i you know like it's just a totally different reality so i think i love that i'm going to check out the seven day mental diet it's brilliant
1: that's awesome so you you're a like an ultra successful mindset coach um and like like mindset is 80 percent of our success, no matter whether we're going to be an athlete, or we're wanting to improve a relationship, or we want to do something better in our life, entrepreneur investing, anything right 80%. So that's huge, right? And it's kind of like the 80 20 rule. Um, do you want to share with us some of the shifts, and some of the changes that have happened in some of your clients lives or businesses, because of shifting their mindset and like where they were and and what kind of positive changes that's made for them
0: absolutely you know I think one of the biggest things the the biggest versions of feedback I get from people is that they feel like they they feel more energetic they feel more connected they feel more conscious they feel clearer and they know where they want to go And they don't have that constant mental chatter that is going on underneath the surface that's holding them back. So it's interesting in coaching. Sometimes it's hard to quantify, you know, like real estate. It's it's easier to go like, here's the real ROI in a quantifiable Mm -hmm. way. With coaching, it's like people go, I'm getting sick less. My marriage is better I'm healthier in my body. Oh, I wanna, now all of a sudden I have, I I can see that I have this desire to like feed my spiritual life. Oh, my money is stacking up differently. Oh, I'm attracting different people. And so those are the things that people experience, you know, it's like, and I work with a lot of real estate investors. And, and um, when they're at the beginning stages of building their business, and, you know, for them, it's like, all of a sudden, they'll go from resistance and procrastination to making seller calls or follow up calls to like, Oh, I can make 20 calls a day, no problem. And I can't wait to do it. You know, so it's like that mindset piece. And then what's the long term ROI of that, right? When you align your mindset with your vision, you can get wherever you want to go, right? So it's planting the seed of that foundation of training yourself to really, you know, like the NFA attitude, the no fucking around attitude of like, I know what I want. I love myself. I want to get there. I believe I can get there and I'm taking action every day and I'm loving all the parts of my life. So, you know, it's like I i have so many, I mean, just like amazing stories from people breaking through barriers, loving themselves more, uh having greater relationships. It's, it's just, it changes everything. Your mindset changes everything in your life.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So you were saying before, when you were starting out, you know, you went on this path looking to like, I just want better relationships, right? And then like all of these doors opened and the, the skies cleared and all of these opportunities happen. Like, as a result of you looking for improvement in relationships, what other areas of your life consequently improved that you weren't expecting?
0: You know, I think what I didn't realize when I started seeking the relationship changes was that I didn't love myself. And so the reason that my late relationships were so challenging is that I didn't, I was getting a reflective mirror of me, you know, so I was, I was attracting people to me to help me wake up to loving myself. So you attract, it's like, uh, there's this cool thing. It's like, uh, pray and then duck. And the reason is because what you pray for, you're going to get, but not in the version you think. So if you pray for unconditional love, you're going to get a whole bunch of challenging people to unconditionally love, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're not going to get like an angel sent to you. That's like super easy to love. You're going to get the challenge brought your way to help you wake up to it. So it was, for me, I kept, I, I I didn't, you know, for a wide variety of reasons, I didn't really have that place of self-confidence and self-love. And I had a lot of negative beliefs about myself. And so when I stepped into the relationship thing, I think I was seeking to have a good re- a good relationship to have someone love me. So I could love myself because I was seeing myself through the eyes of other people. So I had a lot, of codependency patterns and habits and beliefs. And that was how I showed up big time in relationships, like pleasing and, and overly identifying with all their dreams and not having my own and, you know, not being able to say no, not having good boundaries, like on and on and on. And so when I started to do that work, I was like, oh, interdependence is a, is a healthy way to have a relationship where two people who are both working on themselves to come together and can interdependently connect versus Oh, like I've got all these holes and I want you to try to fill them so I don't feel shitty about myself, (laughs) which I wouldn't know at the time, but, you know, learning all that. Uh, The other cool thing is that when I went to this relationship workshop, I had... I did work study to get there because I was in grad school and that was when I was on food stamps and started that journey. And it it ended up that I was listening to a relationship podcast and the guy ended up being based in Boulder, Colorado, and he was launching his first workshop. And I was like, I've got to be there. So I emailed him this big, long email, like, I got to be there. I'll do whatever it takes. And he let me do a combination of work study, put a little bit of money in. And most of the people that were there were paying, I think it was $5,500 for the workshop. And I, I didn't have that. So I stepped into this workshop comparing myself negatively to everyone else, thinking like they have fifty five hundred dollars to pay for this workshop and I don't. So I'm inferior to them. And through the course of the workshop, I realized like, oh, these rich people are in my mind. They were rich. You know, it's like they're just people. Like they've got the same problems. Same it, it, shit.
1: Same problems. Totally.
0: And so I, had, <laughs> I realized that I'd held wealthy people like on this pedestal. While I simultaneously resented them and was jealous of them, I also like thought that they were these magical unicorns who like knew how to do wealth and I didn't. And I real it started to really shift my perspective about what it meant to be wealthy. I thought that money meant you had no problems. Pretty much, you know, it was like this weird story I was running about money.
1: And I think that's a pretty common uh, thought too. I think there's a lot yeah. of mis- misconceptions about uh, people who are who are wealthy or are perceived to be wealthy. Yeah, totally. Yeah,
0: yeah. So that was that was life altering for me. I mean, mm-hmm. really, that was where I was like, oh, like okay, really, it's the be do have model, which is one of is a big foundational work I do with my people is realizing it's the be do have model, not the have do be, which most of us. We think when we have all these things, we will be a certain way. And instead of be that way, then you get to have the things. And I realized, like, I need to be identified as a powerful person, and then I'll have all the success I want. You know, what does that powerful, powerful person do? She's responsible. She's caring. She's conscious. She's driven. She's balanced in her perspective of wealthy people, of all people, right? Like, she sees the benefits and drawbacks of all sides. And so, you know, I turned into that person through that work.
1: I totally agree with that. It's like, um, you know, I, I had that like, um, have to be thing. And, and then it was, you know, my goal was to be financially free. And like, when I'm financially free, all of my problems will be gone and all of that. And like, that's how I looked at it. But I didn't realize that what it really was is like once I got to the point, once I was financially free, it wasn't really about the money. It was more about like the man I had become in order to be the man I needed to be to become financially free. That now I am that man. I can repeat that over and over again. I'm like in like an amazing position in life, you know? Yeah. And that was like a big eye-opener for me. Um, that was really huge. And then on the, you, you were talking about the relationships uh, before. I remember my wife and I went to a relationship retreat and I thought this is gonna be so cool. We're going to like Palm Springs, we're gonna be out there for like four or five days, like I'm gonna be the coolest husband after this. And like, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be better as a husband and all this. And it's gonna be like about our marriage and that relationship, right. And then we got there. And like, I realized how much shit I had with me. And it was like my relationship with myself. And that that was the freaking thing that I needed to work on. That was what I needed to break through. That was what was affecting all of the other relationships. Um, But I thought it was like, you know, the the other relationships that needed work, you know, it was just me. And so once, and my my wife was the same too. So once we made those shifts in us, it was like, things have been massively different. And that was like super beneficial. And I just thought it was an amazing experience. And it was the last thing I expected.
0: That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, you know, it reminds me, it's funny, I work with a lot of entrepreneurial couples. And when I'm working with them, one thing that our coaching does is like, at the end, they'll come in to help me with their building their business. And at the end of our time together, they'll be like, one huge outcome that I didn't expect was having a much deeper relationship. And it's exactly what you're talking about. Because in coaching, you work on yourself, you work on your limiting beliefs, you work on your bullshit stories, you work on you know, like empowering yourself and then you have someone totally different to bring to the table and it enhances your relationship. So it's like all good relationship courses are always going to have that element of work of ultimate responsibility first, right? Like how can you own your part and show up and then you have something to work with together?
1: Yeah, that's pretty powerful stuff. So um, what does like living free look like for you? And how would you explain what the ultimate freedom lifestyle is? Because everyone's got their own version.
0: Totally. I love that question. Um, You know, I love what I do so much that I I think that the ultimate freedom lifestyle is having the choice to wake up every day and do exactly what you want to do. No matter what that is. If it's work 15 hours a day, if it you know work and you know when you love what you do, work becomes play. So is it work? Is it you know, it's it's the ability to design your life exactly as you want it because you have the ultimate freedom to do so, and that's always gonna be in alignment with your highest priority values. So for me, I because I help people determine their values, which it's not values like moralistic judgments like integrity and truth, it's your highest priorities in your life it's your it's your compass and your teleological purpose Mm -hmm. and so for me I always align what I do by that and so for it it's like for me I go what do I want to get up and do every single day that brings me massive inspiration and helps make an impact in the world I want the choice to do exactly that and that's that's freedom to me
1: sounds like you're asking yourself some pretty quality questions
0: yeah Yeah. And I think, you know, for listeners, it's like ask yourself that question for the freedom lifestyle, because no matter what amount of money you have, then you're free because you go, okay, how can I make money doing what I love? How can I get up every day do exactly what I love and get paid for it? Then you design your life around the freedom lifestyle and you're always fulfilled because you're living your inspired purpose. You're living your why.
1: Yeah, and there's like mixed messages on that. Like I've heard people or like gurus say, you know, like, you don't have to love what you do, just make a shit ton of money. And then like, you can spend the time doing the stuff that you want to do. But I'm more of a like, have my cake and eat it kind of guy. It's yeah. like, why not just make a shit ton of money doing something that you do love, and right. then spend your spare time doing more stuff that you really love. And like, right. you know, I, that's what I think anyway.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it's funny because what you're saying is like what most people, a lot of people buy into is that it's the have, do, be, right? It's like, oh, I'll have the lifestyle freedom when I build the wealth. So make a shit ton of money. It doesn't matter if you like what you're doing. That's like, the, like I'm going to have the money and then I get to do what I want. Why not create your life where you get to do what you want every single day, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. I mean, life is, it's, it's long and short, right? I think that in some ways we could look at our life as long, but it's also, we're, you know, we're kind of a blip on the radar. And, and to me, I go like make every second count every second I used to wake up. I mean, I had bouts of depression in my life. I was suicidal. Like I had a lot of challenges and I do not feel that way ever anymore because I get up in the morning and I go, what do I want to do today? That brings me joy. And I define my entire business around that. And if I start feeling energetically off, like tired or, Or like kind of grumpy or angry, I go, I'm off somewhere, somewhere I'm doing something in my business or life that I don't want to be doing because I, because my feelings are my guide. And, you know, for me, I have the opposite. Like I woke up this morning tired because I had insomnia last night because I stayed up until three in the morning because my brain was just like going, going, going with ideas about my business. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I'm just like on fire almost all the time. And I love what I do. You know, it's like, and I bring that to my kids. And I bring that to the people I hang out with. And the people that I work with know it. They're like, Amanda cares about what she's doing. And you can tell that she is like on fire. And that's what we all have the opportunity to do. All of us.
1: So you're on fire. You love your life. Things are great. You're out there providing massive value to people. Like, what's your reason why? What's the core of this for you?
0: Yeah. You know, I, my model, my why that I actually, you know, I did, I help people discover like a why statement. And so, uh, my why is to help people help myself and other people get inspired to do whatever it takes to transform into the most empowered version of themselves so they can lead a kick ass, rich, thriving life and business. That's my why.
1: Wow. Nice. And it sounds like you've said that once or twice before. Wow. Yeah. You've programmed yourself on that one and like really found exactly what it is that resonates with you.
0: Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That inspired piece. You know, it's like it's a three where it's inspire, transform, and power. To me, it's like get inspired, transform yourself. Then you get to be empowered and have all the things you want to have.
1: We, we, yeah, that's awesome. And we speak so much into existence. Um, you know, I hear people say, Well, I'm gonna try and do that. I hear that a lot. Uh-huh. Like, I can't help myself. It's like, You're either gonna do it, or you're not gonna do it, dude. Just like make the choice and start yeah. speaking like that. Um, so daily habits have you got any daily rituals that you think really serve you and make a big difference for you?
0: Yeah, oh, they uh, daily, they could be weekly. Yeah. Yeah. So every week, and, and I, I am a very ritualistic person, you know, like my podcast is Max Potential Habits. So I do, I train people in habits and mindset and your mindset is a habit. Pretty much everything you do is a habit. Have you read um, Atomic Habits before by James
1: Clear? I, I have not.
0: Okay, okay. So this is a great book for everyone listening. He says, habits are the compound interest of improvement. And so to me, habits are the foundation of really, you know, like we've talked about your thoughts decisions. My, my definition of habit is a repeated pattern of thoughts, decisions and actions that over time become automatic. So if your habits are aligned in the direction for success, high fives, you're on track. If they're not, then they're going to have the compound effect of taking you backwards every day. So you always want to align your habits in a direction that are building you up for success. So yes, absolutely. I'm very habitual and ritualistic in certain ways that, and so for me, I, I exercise every week, usually five to six days a week. I work out, you know, it's either yoga. I do hit training, insanity. I love Shanti. (laughs) Um, You know, I have an elliptical. I do yoga. I run, do trail running in the forest. I bike ride. Like I love moving my physical body. I think that's really, really important. I've, You know, it's been a long time health practice for me. Um, And I meditate every single day and I journal, I'd say I journal four to five days a week. I don't journal every single day. Some days I'll journal for two hours and some days I'll journal for five minutes. You know, so it's a habit that I really go back to to keep that connection with myself. Um, and I, every morning for my business, I write down and I'm aware of the three to five highest priority action steps that are going to get me where I want to go. So meditation, journaling, exercise, and, and clarity in what you're doing every day. So really setting yourself up by, you know, it's, it's interesting to me how a lot of business owners who work from home neglect to plan. And if you, I think it was, I can't remember who said it, it might've been Jim Rohn either I think it was Jim Rohn. If you're planning, if you're uh, failing to plan, you're planning to fail. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I also like to say if you're if your actions aren't a al- if your habits aren't aligned with max potential habits, your day will get filled with chaotic, draining distractions. So get clear, make a plan every single day about what you want to do with your time, because we all have the same amount of time in every day. What you do with it is up to you. Right. Like, are you going to spend your time watching TV and procrastinating and draining yourself and doing things that aren't in alignment with your vision? Or are you going to take action every day to better yourself, to expand yourself, to connect with your vision, to help the world in whatever way is important to you and to create that successful lifestyle freedom that's unique to you? It's going to look different for everybody. But, you know, that's those are my and and, oh, I didn't say this one. Personal growth and development. Every single day I learn something new, like every day. I, I either listen to a podcast, read every couple books a week, uh, listen to podcasts, watching YouTube. Like, I mean, I have obviously like behind me, I have like th- several thousand books. Like I love, love, love learning. And I think that learning something new every day in the realm of mindset, personal growth and development is absolutely essential to your mastering of yourself.
1: Absolutely. I completely I'm addicted to uh, learning for sure. It's like I feel like there's something wrong if I'm not learning. Yeah. Um, and and like going back to like rituals and daily habits, like on days where I don't like there has been days where I like don't do my morning ritual. And like, I just notice I'm off all day Um, better. But, yeah. but then the days like when I really don't want to work out. That I feel the best after those workouts it's like so good and so it's it's really it really is like a massive difference for me on on my daily rituals like if I don't do it it's like I notice it massively totally. and, um, yeah. yeah so you have a free mini course called own your inner boss that helps entrepreneurs train their mindset to up level their business you want to tell us a little bit about that
0: Sure. Yeah. It's a four video mini course. Each one, they're about 10 to 15 minutes long. So uh, ideas around how to break through your unconscious belief systems so that you can get to the next level. So like I said, in the beginning, thinking about mindset training is really how you have trained your brain and created neural wiring. So you've actually got to train your brain in a new direction because your brain is what's keeping you stuck. It's why a lot of people who just of to do the rah, rah, positive thinking thing, it doesn't end up working because you still have the same belief system and your belief system actually shapes your neural wiring and your neural networks. So I teach deep strategy of getting to the unconscious belief system so that you don't have those competing commitments anymore. So in those four videos, it's like a download of all this awesome information about how to start to shift your thinking and rewire your brain in a new direction. So you can get out of inner critic, fear, doubt, procrastination, You know, all the ways that we hold ourselves back, and so that you can step into inner boss, which is that place of executive thinking, wiring your brain in the direction to set you up for success, believing that it's possible, knowing that you have that you're a responsible, meaning the ability to respond, adult who can shape your reality how you want to because you have the tools to train your mindset.
1: That sounds epic, and it's free.
0: Yes. And it's free. free. And
1: so like how much time does someone need to carve out to have that experience?
0: Um, So that one gets released. It's a daily, um, it's four days in a row and Mm -hmm. some people move through it faster. So you have the option after you watch one to go to the next. And I give some simple action steps at the end of each. So if someone could move through it in a couple hours. Um, digging deeper and deeper into it, definitely, you know, you could spend more time on it. But, you know, in 15 minutes, you could watch and start to learn new strategies for sure. 15 minutes a day for four days. And then it will lead you, of course, to a, my I have a 30 day boot camp that is like everything that I've learned for myself and through working with my clients to help you shift as fast as possible. So that one's like,
1: Like like an intense 30 day immersion where you just like, you know, Hey, check out who I am and then check out who I am 30 days later.
0: Totally. Yeah. And not everyone will finish it in 30 days because they want to dig deeper. But it's 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 designed to be about 30 minutes a day for 30 days of mindset training. And you learn my my inner boss 10x system where now you have a strategy set up for the rest of your life to accomplish whatever you want to accomplish in any area. And it's like the distilled essence of everything I've learned over the years into a course that's very inexpensive.
1: That's awesome. Super exciting. Well, thanks for, you know, sharing everything with us today and and taking massive action to help change people's lives. Um, for those of you listening, you can go to ownyourinnerboss.com for the free mini course. Um, how can other people get hold of you or continue the conversation with you?
0: Awesome. Yeah. Um, My website is NFA. So no fucking around coaching. NFACoaching.com. You can find everything there. I've got a whole bunch of free resources. I have a podcast called Max Potential Habits. So listen to that. Really, really great. Bryce was on there. I have um, like, it's tips, tools and inspirational interviews every single week. Um, so that's a really great free resource. And all of my handles are NF- at NFA Coaching. I'm on LinkedIn and Instagram the most. I release a YouTube video, but that's also what gets released on my podcast. So depending on whether you like to watch or listen, those are available every week. So tons of cool resources on NFACoaching.com.
1: That's awesome. Don't forget to check it out, guys. And for those of you uh, watching this on YouTube, all of the links are going to be at the bottom. So I'm going to have it all automated there for you. And before you take off here, Amanda, what's the greatest advice that you could give someone on their path to freedom?
0: Uh, Liberate yourself through really getting that your outer world is a reflection of your inner world if you really, really, really get that, and you start to do that work to understand your inner world, you will have a magic wand to create whatever you want.
1: Awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for sharing. Thank you very much for providing massive value and being vulnerable and being real. So much appreciation. Thanks a lot, Amanda.
0: You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. It was great.